Hello, and welcome to Media Monday Show. As always, I'm not Gino. And I'm not John. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, where we talk about media, television, movies, other entertainment, news in the entertainment industry, yeah. and also some random things that kind of get us in trouble when we run for political offices in 10 to 15 years. Yes. Um, I don't know. I'm probably not going to do that. But if I do, there will be other things that will come up way before this. That's true. That's true. You have all kinds of illegitimate children and... You know, orphanages that you burn down, yes. and so many skeletons in my closet. I mean, at some point, you just ran out of room in the closet, and you just start putting stuff out in the living room, right? Yes, I have skeletons in my living room. Yeah. All right. So, um, let's see here. I didn't put it on there, but you you want to talk about the fantasy movie league? Yeah, yeah. How I went from being the top to the bottom pretty quick. Yep. Well, it doesn't help that my brother and Becca didn't do it last week. Oh, I know, I know. That's what made me win last week. <laughs> the fact that both of them forgot. But I still am number one overall when it comes to our season standings. Yep. So I am proud of that. And I'm actually not that far behind the rest of y'all. Did you notice you and I had like pretty much the same thing, except you took... Tag and Avengers, and I took a bunch of Mr. Rogers, and Mr. Rogers yeah. was like the most well-producing one of the week. Yeah, it was. I was surprised by that. I really discounted Mr. Rogers, and that was my fault. Yep. I should never, ever count down the neighbor. But, uh, count down the neighbor. Um, yeah, so, like, I, I knew it was going wide. It had been limited. And, uh, but I discounted it simply because it's been out for a while, at least on the Fantasy Movie League. Yeah. And uh, I kept seeing ads for it for, like, like a Regal. But also, I did not uh, I did not fill up my entire thing. I left one screen empty. Oh, did you? Oh, that yeah. hurts. That's why you're, like, losing to Becca. Yeah. That cost you $2 million and Yeah, that, that's the difference right there. But according to this, the perfect Cineplex for this week is four Sicarios, one Ocean's 8, and three Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Um, I guess Sicario is doing better than I expected it was going to do. Yeah, it is. It is. Is it a sequel or is it a standalone? I thought it was I, a sequel. I think it's a standalone, but it's related. Okay. I haven't seen the first one, so... Was it, was it also titled Sicario? The other one was titled Sicario. This one's Sicario with a subtitle. Yeah, it's Day of the Dead, I think, or something along those lines. I don't know. Um, it's not my type of movie. No, it's not mine either. But, uh... Yeah, so let's let's jump into some news... Uh, so let's, let's talk about MoviePass and their upcoming changes. Yeah, they're, they're going to do a lot of things that aren't going to affect me at all, but, uh, but still, they're worth talking about. But, um, I guess they're going to, uh, they're going to have surge pricing. Um, yeah, it's, it's peak performance time where you'll have to, you have to pay an additional fee on top of the MoviePass automatic thing. 
or movie pass will cover like ten dollars and you've got to cover the difference or something along those lines and I assume they're just going to charge that extra on your next month's worth of or they're going to charge you immediately it might very well be that uh, you have to pay out the additional amounts while you pick up your ticket I don't know. They're not going to make you swipe their card and then swipe your card. I, I don't know. They might. But, yeah, they're, they're, they'll probably, like you said, they'll probably make it so it's just a higher bill at the end of the month. Yeah. I don't do peak. I don't do midnight releases or Friday night showings or anything, so this doesn't. This wouldn't affect me anyway. But I'm currently grandfathered in because I bought the whole year subscription. Uh, yeah, I'm still paying month to month. Yeah. So it would affect me. Um, they're but they're also talking, yeah, they're talking about opening up for premium too. Yeah. Um, and that's probably going to cost more. And like, I don't know. I don't. I don't really do 3D, but I do. I do IMAX. If I can turn that on for a month and get IMAX for specific movies, and then turn that off. I think that like if I could just go to one IMAX movie every now and then, and they just charge me the additional five bucks, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know how they would do that with me with my regular... I, I mean, I guess they have my credit card information on file, so they could technically just charge me. That's true. Um, I don't know. I think they're just not going to be able to to do that with anybody that's on the year plan. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they're just going to be like, "Hey, if you cancel your plan, you can do this." Or wait uh, until you, are you Are you affected by the the thing where they're they're talking about it's like one movie a week? No. No. Okay, you still see as many movies as you want a week. Yeah, I'm grandfathered into that. Okay. Because they're talking about doing that as well, or at least having a package where you yeah. get like three movies a month. Did you also see the the bring a friend? Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, you bring a friend, and you can charge their ticket on your movie pass, and then if they sign up for movie pass, you won't be charged any additional fee. It'll just go upon their movie pass. Yeah. But the thing, the issue I have with that is that I take my friends. Let's say you didn't have Movie Pass and I took you, and I did that, and it's like you sign up for Movie Pass. Then six months later, you'll finally get your Movie Pass to be able to go and see movies with me. <laughs> is it still that I, delayed though? I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. I think it is like three or four months. But for a while there, there was people who weren't getting it for six, seven months at, uh, at a stretch. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, it is now summertime, and there's this movie I want to see at Christmas time. I'm going to sign up now and test out the movie pass a little bit. And there are people who weren't getting it in time to see the movie they wanted to see. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I wanted to look at, because, uh, I don't know. You're grandfathered in, so I, that's not going to affect you. But like, once you're done, are you gonna are you gonna re up? Or are you gonna? You know have... what? I I really don't know. Um, the way they've been changing things and everything, uh, it might be worth it considering some other services. I know that's going to lose our our movie 
past sponsorship on this podcast, but uh, the yeah. way they're changing and everything, they're really not. They they they're really discouraging people. I mean, I literally have to take a picture of every ticket stub. Yeah. Every time I see a movie, and I mean, I'm not abusing it or anything. I'm seeing maybe a movie a week, if that. And I know they were doing that with a lot of people because they were suspecting abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just I don't quite understand it. Uh, it's it's a little frustrating to me because sometimes I'll get in the movie theater and I'll forget and I'll put it in my pocket. It's like, oh, do I still have that? Yeah, Becca almost lost her ticket earlier today. Was digging all around looking for it, and finally found it once we got to our seat. Because you won't be able to, you won't be able to watch another movie until you get it submitted, right? Uh, I think you can, you can request that you don't do it, but yeah. But still, that's that's really frustrating. And like, if they move it down so that you're only seeing one movie a week, I mean, yes, I am seeing just one movie a week, but I have the option to see two or three. Like, like last week, I saw two. I saw both Tag and I saw Incredibles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I, I would not have had that option. It's because the week before, I didn't really get to see any movies. And I like to be able to double up before things go out of the theater here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I was looking at Cinemia. Uh, like, they just dropped their prices a little. Uh, it, was, it was pretty high though, wasn't it? Like fifty or sixty bucks a month. No. Um. So they they've got a one ticket a month thing that's five dollars. They got two tickets a month that's eight dollars. Uh, oh, that's two right. D movies. You can get two tickets a month that include three D and IMAX for ten ninety nine. Which that doesn't sound terrible. It's basically because, like buy one movie get one free at some places. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, it's 3D and IMAX, and here in IMAX tickets like twenty bucks. Oh yeah. And and then um, you you can also use any movie service to buy your tickets. So you can buy your tickets with Fandango. You can buy your tickets with Adam Tickets. Okay. Uh, and get directly them, through websites and stuff. Get them that way and get them early. So I mean that's. You can get the that you know that midnight release seat that you want, and and it's I don't know it's if you're unless you're seeing more than two movies a month, which I don't know that I have been the last couple months. Oh yeah. Um, that's not a bad deal. Three uh, three movies a month uh, in the the three D IMAX. Um, range is fifteen ninety nine, which isn't terrible either. Especially if, if MoviePass goes under. I think that what's going to end up happening long term is that this is telling movie theaters that they're overcharging ticket prices. Yeah. And I think that movie movie theaters will come up with their own reward system. Uh, I, I know that a lot of them have like card systems and everything, but they don't actually do anything. The Regal card... I mean, you build up these points to equal out to, like, upgraded popcorn and everything, but, I mean, you still have to, you know, buy stuff. I mean, it's... Right. Popcorn is super cheap. Concessions are just super cheap. It's all profit for them. 
And I understand that they're not getting any money from the movie theater. Like they're not getting any money because they have to share them with uh, share the revenue with the the studios and all that. But I mean, it's just the tickets are just too high. They're too expensive. And I just think that eventually the prices are going to drop a little bit, or they're going to have their own actual reward members thing, where it's like, all right, members will be able to get tickets for half price, and then every tenth ticket will be free or something. You know. That's- that's the other thing on the on the list here is AMC Stubbs A list. Mm-hmm. Like, have you heard about this yet? No, no. Apparently, you don't I just know about this. It. No, I haven't heard of it. This is AMC's response to Movie Pass, and it's only at AMC theaters, and it's um, twenty dollars a month, and you get three tickets a week. And you can do them all on the same day if you want. Okay, that's kind of cool. And um, it does include uh, like 3D, IMAX, all that. It does not or does? It does. Oh, okay. And um, you can like uh, like pre-order your tickets with it. You can reserve up to three tickets in the future. At a time? So I could take myself and two friends? No. No? No. Oh, okay. You, I mean, like, I can have, like, like I don't know, a couple months ago I could be like, okay, I got midnight release tickets for Deadpool and Avengers and something oh, else. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I, I wouldn't be able to do, like, a fourth movie until I've watched one of those, you know? Okay, yeah. But, um, yeah, so there's that. And you get all the bonus of like the the fifteen dollar a year Stubbs premium thing they have. So like discounted popcorn and mm-hmm. drinks, and uh, you build up enough points, you get like a free one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I know that a lot of AMC theaters apparently have been. Um, like, if you come in with a movie pass card, they say, oh, we can't swipe your rewards thing with that. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I I guess. I don't know. But, um, I don't know. We, we kind of make out on the Regal Rewards, and and we uh, we get, like, a, a free upgrade on our... Well, we we pay for the upgrade and we get a free small popcorn and a small soda. We we pay like three dollars and twenty one cents for a large popcorn and a large soda each time we go. Yeah, that's not bad. If you're going to buy concessions, that's the way to do it. Um, but like, I think I'm a few movies off from getting diamond sat status. I'm at ruby status right now. Oh, really? Once I get diamond to, for a while. Yeah, I got six more. Well, I didn't. I oh, had movie pass I for a long I time get, before I, I was using my regal card. Do what you you didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have. Uh, I didn't have access to my account. It was deactivated or something. Oh, okay, and I guess I I swipe two tickets every time I go. So. Yeah, so you you're literally doubling the amount every time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got uh, I've got like two or three more movies left to go, and then I'll be at diamond status. You get like but, an extra thousand points every movie you go. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do like the fact that Regal does do all that. And I, I understand what you're saying, because they are making money off of this. It's not like they're 
hurting or anything, but they are keeping track of it themselves. They're, um, I was talking to one of the employees, and they have to just hit an extra button when it's a movie pass and like run it through a different... They have to ring it up a different way. Do they? They do. Interesting. And it's because they're not trusting MoviePass when it comes to saying, oh, this is how many people came to see movies at your theater huh. during this time. See, they're I always act- just use the kiosks. And- yeah, it, I, it might actually keep track of it there or not. I don't I, really know. But if you go into the person and physically hand it to them, there have been times where I handed them my Regal Pass first, and uh, then I handed them my movie pass, and it's like, oh, hold on, I've got to back out, and let me scan your thing again. And so I was talking with them, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, does you know, uh, does it have to ring in? Do I have to say that right off the bat? And they're like, oh, no, it's no issue on your side or anything. We're just keeping track of it because of uh, because movie pass is coming out with numbers, and Regal as a company do, don't does not believe them. Okay. Which I, if I was movie pass, I'd inflate my numbers too. Like, um, so, you know the movie, like, Gotti? Yeah, yeah. So, Gotti was, uh, partially distributed by MoviePass. Oh, yeah? Uh, like, they they bought into the productions of it. And then they went through and they... That's why they told me to go see it. Uh Uh-huh. I got all kinds of emails and notifications and everything. Go see Gotti! Right. So, there's that. And apparently... Uh, so Gotti did like 1.4 million the first weekend, and then and MoviePass says that 40% of the tickets are MoviePass tickets. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe that, I guess. I mean, the way they were pushing it and everything, I'm surprised, you know, I, I'm kind of surprised I didn't go see it. Huh. But, um, yeah, so what what do you think of the, the Stubbs A-list? Like I if think your theaters were deal. AMC theaters, would you do it? Yeah, I think if there's an AMC theater and I didn't have, like, let's say my one-year subscription to MoviePass went over, I might actually consider doing that. Yeah, like, 20 bucks isn't terrible. And you no. Get, and you, I mean, I'd, I'd like to be able to watch more than one movie on a, on a, on a day. Yeah, there, there have been a couple of times where... Uh, like it, it worked out where I could have probably saw one in the morning and one in the evening. Yeah. Or like we we wrapped up one movie one time and we're like this was when uh, Black Panther came out. We watched uh, some movie and we're like we'd like to go see Black Panther. I was like I guess we can use our our rewards points and get it for yeah, free. free but I would rather use you know other free service. <laughs> yeah, the thing that you're already paying for. Right. So, um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, we've got an AMC theater here, um, but it's an AMC classic, so it's not, it's not as, as nice as, it doesn't have 3D, it doesn't have IMAX, it's just, and so, like, like, I don't know, we don't go to that theater that frequently, so. Yeah. They they have recliner seats now, though. At the AMC? Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. I didn't think they would upgrade that at all. Me either. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I've thought about going there now that I know they have recliner seats. but I do like I do like the recliner seats. And they're not, um, it's not reserved seating. Yeah. The, uh, the ones I go to are reserved seating, but I go at a time where, 
there's been one time where I haven't been able to get the exact seat that I want. And I usually have to go a row up or a row down. So we went to, we went to see tag today and it was, uh, like Hollywood has like 10 theaters out of their 27 that are not, um, they're not reserved seating. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those theaters. We get in, and there's like nobody in there. There's like one guy in the middle, about three rows, three quarters of the way back, and then there's one guy like two thirds of the way. He's on the right side. So there's like why like huge middle seats, and then there's like two seats on each side, and there's like a maybe there's it's because he's like he likes the bar because there's not a bar in front of the middle. Okay. Middle row, like so we we sat like on the second row back because. We get in there, and Becca's like, there's no bar. And I was like, oh, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's what I uh, I agree. I like to have, like, a bar to be able to kick my feet up and everything. But with the recliners and everything, you don't have to worry about that. Every seat has a bar. Yeah. But, like, uh, this one guy was, like, two-thirds of the way back on, like, the, the two seats on the right side, like, behind a bar all by himself. I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of a weird dude. But, yeah, I was, I was about to say, like, why are they choosing those seats? Get out of that theater. Something bad is about to go down there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. Anyway, um, so let's see here. We covered movie passes changes and we covered Stubbs A-list, I think. I think that's really all we were going to cover in the news. So, uh, let's get into, um, the new releases. Yeah. There's not a whole lot coming up in the next couple weeks. Uh, there's um, a few little things. Um, like, I haven't, uh, I'm not interested in much of what's coming out on Netflix right now. Uh, they're coming out with uh, epic tales of Captain Underpants. Uh, and I think that's a movie, right? Uh, no, I think it's a series. Oh, is it a series? Okay, well, still, I'm not interested. Let me check. I don't let my kids. Watch that stuff. They run around in their underwear enough as is. They don't need a superhero to be the role model with that. <laughs> um, yep, web television series produced by DreamWorks. Okay. DreamWorks has a lot of things with Netflix. They have a lot of television series. Mm-hmm. Like, they have Kung Fu Panda, they have Home, they have The Croods, they have... Something else. Um, and they're all based on, like, DreamWorks movies. They're all based off of the DreamWorks movies, yeah. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah, How to Train Your Dragon. And those ones are actually pretty good. The How to Train Your Dragon series is actually pretty good. Um, yeah. And I believe the epic tales of Captain Underpants is... Or Captain Underpants was a DreamWorks movie. Okay. And they're making a series off of it. Yeah, but they do have a comedy uh, series coming out, uh, uh, the comedy lineup, and it's just it's kind of like uh, what like um, Comedy Central or HBO used to do with like little comedians, give them like a special little slot. Yeah, no, I'm, okay. I'm kind of interested in that. Uh, they're like 15 minute sets, so um, I don't know. I can watch, sit down and watch a set or two, and and then pause it and come back like a week later. And you know, when I'm in the mood for some haha. Well, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I do like I do like stand up and everything, but I think that some of it just gets a little too overdone, overblown. Right. Some of them you've already heard like half of their bits. 
How so? What do you mean? Well, like, if they have, like, six other comedy specials. Oh. Well, these, these aren't going to be people with comedy specials. Well, I know, I know. These are all, like, new people and up-and-coming right. and everything. Um, but that's what I'm saying. That's that's the improvement over it. That's why... What I like about this idea better than than Comedy Central's thing is because Comedy Central would be all like, oh, coming up, this guy. And, like, he's all like, and and that's why I like Bobbity Blah. And, and so, like, you know, like, the punchline that's coming for for whatever his main joke's going to be in his, like, 10-minute set. Yeah, I, I agree, I agree. And so there's no there's no spoiling of that. So I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this. Yeah, I probably kept some of it. Uh, I like stand-up comedians, and I like to try new things and everything. So this this is good for me. I, I, I think it'll work. And it's also got to be cheap for Netflix. Oh, yeah. And, um, I don't know. Uh, it's probably pretty good for the like. I think Netflix has been good for the the stand up comedy um, world. Oh yeah, they've had a whole lot of specials. They've they've made a lot of deals with. Pe- I think they've poached a lot of people from HBO and Comedy Central mm-hmm. specials, and it's also good too because they can do whatever rating they want. Yeah. If they have like a rated R show, they don't have to worry about censoring it at all. Half the stuff they have on Netflix is now TVM, and, yeah. and that doesn't necessarily mean it's like rated R, or rated X, or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it just know, means. Is, is Netflix under any sort of rating? No requirement. No, because it, it, it's a premium. Uh, it's a premium uh, source. They don't have to do anything because it's up to you to censor it. But like. I mean, HBO and Cinemax are premium channels, and and they don't... But they air on cable. Right. They, they, they air. You can literally channel surf and get to that. So you can't channel surf and get to Netflix. Okay. So it's... If Netflix wanted to put porn on there, then they could put porn on there, and and I would pay an extra $5 a month. High yeah. Five. Uh, um, no. Um, but they could... Um, I, I don't know if they could put necessarily porn on there. I mean, not without some sort of, like, you know, something from the users, but but I think, I don't think there's some sort of regulatory... No, uh, and they don't actually have to rate their things, like the things they actually create, right. unless they plan on selling it or having a theatrical release, or if they want to sell it to somebody else, like, to be on television later on. Right. Or for, for DVD releases. They have to pay for those. But if they just wanted to put it directly on their website or through the streaming thing, uh, the platform and everything, I, I don't think that they'd actually have to rate it if they didn't want to. They could just have uh, not not rated or something. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But um, let's see here. That's that's pretty much all that's coming from Netflix. There's there's always a lot of like like foreign dramas. Like Yeah. They they've been coming out with a lot of Finnish and Swedish and a lot of Nordic things coming out recently. Um and uh I don't normally like put those down. And then Becca watches one and is all like this one's dubbed and it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say that uh, I have to be in a specific mood to watch a subtitled movie. Right. And it's not because I'm lazy. It's because I usually like to wa- look at my phone while I'm watching a movie. Yeah, I, th- I think everybody does that now. Yeah. Um, 
when it comes to traditional TV, though, Steven Universe uh, is coming back with a miniseries. Mm-hmm. They're wrapping up, I think, the fifth season or something along those lines. I know you are excited about that. Um, I am. Yeah. That airs like... It comes out, I think, this... It's like Monday, so Media Monday. Yay! And, uh... Yeah, so, um... Be on the lookout for that. Uh, yeah. Do what? Are you caught up with that yet? No, I'm. I'm still on like episode twelve. Stop watching Star and start watching Steven Universe. <laughs> I uh, so like I wanted it to be like you should watch Star with your kids, and then it got dark. Yeah, I'm and not I'm all like, no, I don't think. No, after watching the first episode, it's too manic for my kids. Okay. Fair enough. Um, like, I, I think that it's a, it's a it's a fun show. The first episode I watched um, was a little bit too random for me, but you said it kind of leveled out after that. Yeah. Um, but after just watching the first episode, it's like okay, if my kids were like you know five to ten years older, I think that it, I'd watch it with them. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Steven Universe is like I don't know, young to teen. Well, young to adult. Let's say. And Star seems to be like a more uh, teenage version, like preteen to teen. Okay. Yeah. But like the same vein with similar feel, similar art style, all that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. As far as like other TV that's coming, um, there's a CW show called The Outpost, and it's based on some fantasy novel. Uh, that I, I can't remember what it is, and I'd never heard of it, so, um, I don't know, but it's, it's about, um, what was it, it was a girl whose family gets killed and she goes revenging, I think, it's, it's like fantasy set, um, I don't know, it looks, it doesn't exactly look CW-like, which is good. Yeah, CW <laughs> too angsty for me. I I tried to watch uh, series the one hundred. Yeah, I tried and to watch that was, as well, and and it was okay for like the first two episodes, three episodes, and then and then ten, Teen Angst came in and yeah, exactly, exactly the same thing happened with me. Teen Angst hit, and it's just like, hey, does this level off? And I had friends that would watch more of it, and they're like, no, it just gets more angsty. And it's just like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and stop. I'm not the demographic for this. Um, it's a little too much for me. I'm going to go ahead and just kill that. Yeah, and then, and then the other show that I I, I wrote down is uh, this 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 kind of confuses me. Um, all right, listen to this. Okay, so it is a it's one of those obstacle course shows, right? Okay. Um, like like Wipeout or whatever. Uh, so you're you're trying to get through the obstacle course. And then the other contestants have to get through the obstacle course as well. But they're while you're going through the obstacle course, they're like throwing things at you, trying to get you to to fail. To fail. And um, and it's hosted by Kevin Hart. So okay. be yeah. And so obstacle course show Kevin Hart sounds like it could be all right. What network do you think this is on? Fox, maybe ABC if it's a little more friendly. But ABC has had Wipeout, so I'm, I'm going right. with Fox. Okay. No. Maybe C- NBC. CBS. 
Oh. No. no, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen like a game show on CBS. C- CBS doesn't do young people stuff, right? My grandma's gonna look at CBS and be like, "What have you become?" Well, it, she's gonna like think that it's some other station. It's just like my my television reprogrammed itself. Right. <laughs> but uh, that starts on the eleventh. I might have to watch an episode of that just to to see. Yeah. You know, I like obstacle course shows. I like uh, Ultimate Beastmaster on Netflix. Uh-huh. I like Warrior, yep. uh, American Ninja Warrior. I liked Wipeout. I thought that was fun. Um, uh, Most Extreme Challenge, which was like Eureka's Castle or something in Japan. Um, that's the one where they dub it and everything. They got okay. all these people. Um, but, you know, I, I've always liked that kind of stuff. I still on will find myself on YouTube watching, like, Japanese game shows. It's like, this is weird. I don't understand what's happening, but I am entertained. I mean, it's always good seeing somebody get hit off of a really high thing and then get back up and be like, woo, doing it again! Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much what's coming on traditional TV on, like, your broadcast channels and things. Um, there wasn't really anything of note on any other channel, I guess. Um, things that are coming back. Uh, there's a new uh, season of uh, Anne with an E, which is like the Anne of Green Gables show on Netflix. I've not watched any of that. Uh, I think my wife was kind of interested in it, and we just never got around to it. And then uh, there's also uh, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee's got a new season. Yeah, and that's Jerry Seinfeld, and he takes people, famous comedians, around and where they complain about new comedians, right? Um, uh, they don't complain about new comedians. I watched a little bit of it after I wrote this down the other night. Like, I watched uh, an episode where he's with uh, John Oliver, and okay. um, that was they they spent a lot of time talking about British things. And uh, what's, like what's kind of cool is the car that he picks them up in is always kind of tailored to the. The, the person. So I picked him up in a Jag. No, it was like this old, like, 57 British car where, like, the the roof and the windows are all, like, leather. Like, with, you know, like, the plastic windows. Leather windows. That's awesome. But, like, um... Yeah, it was, it was, it was a pretty cool car. But, um, and it was like tiny. I was like, I was like, if somebody picked me up in this car, we would not be able to ride in this car. Well, then it wouldn't be tailored for you. That is true. They'd have to pick me up in like a Rolls or something like. Stretch Humvee. Humvee, yes. No, Stretch Humvee. Okay. So I can, I can roll around in it. You roll big, you know, you roll big. (laughs) All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, also a new season of Harlots on Hulu. Yeah, I've not seen any of that, and I don't know why I haven't. It seems like something my wife would watch. It's on Hulu, and Hulu originals aren't necessarily on anyone's yeah. radar. Yeah, I, I I keep forgetting about that. I know Woody Harrelson has a new show with like Owen Wilson or something on Hulu. They keep advertising it, and I keep tuning it out. Like I could not tell you. It's like oh really? They're, they're in London or something. It's like Ugly American or something. I think. Huh. And it's on I do Hulu. Love Owen Wilson. It's got Owen Wilson, Woody Harrelson, somebody else that's kind of like a big name. 
but yeah, it's, it takes place in London, and I just tune it out every single time. It's like, this isn't why I came to Hulu. I came to catch up on my stories. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see how Hulu changes depending on who wins the the Fox takeover thing. Yeah, the big bid. I, I don't I don't know if it'll change too much. Um I don't um, know because like uh after NBC took over Comcast or Comcast took over NPC, NBC, that's the word that's the order I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Um like they were they were required to be silent partner in Hulu. So um it was basically Fox and Disney running it. Uh, that's, I believe that's since expired, but, like, if Disney gets it, then it's, it's just Disney with, like, two-thirds of it, and, or whoever gets it has two-thirds of it, and... Yeah, be able to change it to whatever they want. Yeah, and... I wouldn't be surprised if Disney got it, and instead of us getting, like, a Disney streaming platform, we get Hulu with Disney. I, if Disney gets it, I think they'll, they'll shut it down. You think so? Yeah. You think and they'll shut it and start up their own thing? I think Disney's going to have their own thing. And, yeah. I mean, Disney's been calling in the chips left and right. Netflix, Amazon, all those things. They don't, they're, they're going to, they're losing their contracts with Disney. Right, because Disney's coming out with their own thing. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't, um,. I think uh, NBC will do their own thing as well, and and Hulu will just go away. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know. So, uh, movies. Yeah, Netflix has got like a few things coming out. Uh, they're coming out with a an oldie but a goodie. It's a story that's been told time and time again. White Fang. Yep. And I think everybody knows the story and plot to White Fang. I I don't know that I remember it, but. A man finds a wolf. They become friends. Okay. Dances I mean, with wolves. Got it. Yep. Yeah, dances with wolves. It's uh, it's more like uh, share an apartment with a wolf. Share an apartment with wolves. Okay. Um, they have a, a movie. A mouthful called... coming up. Do what? A mouthful coming up. Oh yes. Uh, the legacy of the white-tailed deer hunter. Yeah, like you cut literally half in that in half. Any points. And you get yourself a completely different title. You get Deer Hunter, Legacy of the White-Tailed Deer, White-Tailed Deer Hunter, Deer Hunter, Legacy of the Deer Hunter. Right. Legacy of the Hunter. Legacy Deer. I mean, seriously, that's like nine different titles. But uh, this movie, I'm actually excited for this movie. Uh, It has Thanos, and it has um, Danny McBride. Which is Danny McBride movie, and then uh, it has like the the kid, the older kid on Young Sheldon, um, who is kind of like rednecky little kid, and he plays that same character in this in this Uh, movie. Poor kid, already getting typecast. I wonder if he's a rednecky little kid in person. He'd have to be, right? Yeah, probably. In order to portray something in a true way. Um. But yeah, it's like go out in the wilderness and and show your son how it's done, and uh, I don't know, like it's 
it's labeled as emotional on on Netflix. So yeah, I don't know how a Danny McBride movie could become emotional. Right. That emotion is like disgust with a little bit of like, oh, I can't believe I just watched that. But um, I don't know, but it it could be good. Yeah, it might be. It might be fine. I might check it out. I don't know. Um, how it ends is coming out. And I don't know a whole lot about this movie. Um, it's an action thriller. And yeah, it's, it's like, on... uh, like an apocalypse or pre-apocalypse thing, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Like I'm I'm on the Wikipedia page for it, and it doesn't tell me anything. Um, but it has Theo James, Forrest Whitaker, Cat Graham, and Mark O'Brien. And I I I should know who. Uh, Theo James is the guy from the Divergent series. Yeah. And uh, Forrest Whitaker is Forrest most, Whitaker. Well, most recently he was in Star Wars, uh, The Last Jedi. Or, uh, yeah, The Last Jedi. No, Rogue One. He was in Rogue One. That's it. Um, uh, yeah, so it's it's got a couple. It's got Forrest Whitaker. So yeah, it, it's got to be good. I mean, he's 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 allowed one bad movie, and he already did, you know, Battlefield Earth. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it it could be all right. I just I just can't find anything about the plot anywhere. Um, the only thing that I know about it is uh, the, the the line says a desperate father tries to return home to his pregnant wife after a mysterious apoc- apocalyptic event. Turns everything to chaos. So it's a post-apocalyptic movie. Okay. Fair enough. And it's also a dad movie. so Maybe you'll like it. Yeah, I probably would like it. <laughs> Got Forrest Whitaker in it. Can't be bad. Alright, actual movies that are coming out. Next week is uh, uh, Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, you excited for that? Use the whole title, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp, yes. I am interested in it more or less to just see how they're going to handle the Infinity Wars. It's not in it at all is what I've heard. Like, they don't bring it up, mention it, or anything? It happens beforehand, and um, and I don't know that it extends to it. Like, to me, it'd be like they if they all went down to the microverse and when they came back up, half the population is gone. Like, they, they, they missed it because they were too tiny to be – they were overlooked. Maybe. Because, you know, does, did, was Thanos thinking of every bacteria when he thought of half of them? Like, do you think literally half of all living creatures, like all half of all trees or is it half of all sentient beings? Like, So I, I've also heard that, like, there's – there's something like where um, I don't know. They shrink down so small that they're in something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they're they're, they're in the they're they're in the like in uh, the, the micro dimension or whatever. Yeah, so I've heard that that's going to be part of the 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 new movie, the new Avengers movie. To like, it's going to be used to probably probably to take them back in time to to well, undo things. Well, so. Also- at some point, somebody from Marvel said that they're not using it as a gimmick. Everybody that died in the Infinity Wars have, has died. They're gone. And I think that's just BS. Yeah. 
because quite frankly, they're bringing back Spider-Man. They're going to do another Spider-Man movie. Well, they they could do what they do with the comic books and just have different. Uh, I mean, they could different have different worlds. Ha- they could have different. They could also have alternate universes too. Yeah, somehow. yeah. So I, I could also see that happening where, where uh, Ant Man and Wasp shrink down so far that they end up popping into another universe, like an alternate timeline. Yeah, and that might be interesting. But I don't know. It's Marvel. I, they they get my money, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I even am, their even their flops have been okay. I have to say that I am I am less excited about it than than I was. Then like, when I first heard it come out, when I first saw, saw the first trailer, I was pretty pumped, and now I'm just all like, because I know that it's it's not part of what I just saw, really. I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's suffering from oversaturation. That's true. Where they're showing the trailer so much, and they're showing showing so many lines and so many action scenes and everything that I think they're zapping it from the movie. Yeah, I, yeah. The only other movie that I, I've seen as much that it makes me go, uh, I don't think I want to see this movie, is I, I keep seeing ads for uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. And I am, like, the first time I saw that show, I was like, that sounds funny. I might see that. And now I'm in, like, you know, like, 20, 25 trailers in, and I'm just all like, no. Well, because you've been going to a lot of Malco theaters recently. No, I've been going to nothing but Regal. Regal and, plays and, it before each movie, and then, like, most movies have it as a trailer in the actual, because they have the, the, there's a charity or something going on with it. Yeah, Stars of Hope or something along those yeah. lines. But it's also, it was partially produced with Regal. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. And they're, part, they're partnered up with Regal in a couple of different ways. But the featurette and everything, where they're just telling the entire plot of the entire movie. And I just don't care. I, like, when I saw the, saw the fir- featurette yeah. the first time, which was the first time I went and saw it in the theater, I, I literally was just like, well, I don't need to see that movie now. Hmm. <laughs> And now that I've seen the featurette a dozen different times, I keep watching, and it's just like, okay, this is exactly the beat that's going to happen on this mm-hmm. movie. It's, it's a story that's been told a million times before, and they're showing us all of it. And, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple extra jokes, and there's going to be one little minor twist at some point. But, quite frankly, I don't want to see it. I just, I'm yeah. completely disinterested in it, and it's all because of oversaturation. So, back to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, it it comes out on the sixth. It comes out on Friday. Yeah. Uh, there are other movies that are releasing on the fourth because it's a holiday. Uh, I don't know why Ant Man and the Wasp didn't do that. Um, it's soaking that sweet holiday cash. I I think it was an oversight by by uh, the studio. I'm sure. But like I don't know. There the the first purge is coming out on the fourth. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, I think they're going to get like two days worth of money and then get stomped by Ant-Man, but. That might also be it too. Um, who is, who does, who produces the Purge series? I do not know. Because, um, is it like a parent company of Disney? Like, is it. Oh, um. It's something they literally just don't want to compete. And that's why they're doing this. They're staggering it to give it a shot. Let's see here. 
let's see. Distributed by Universal. Universal. So okay. that's not that's that's NBC Comcast. Yeah, that's that's a competitor. So I, I really don't know. Because you'd think Disney would be like, nope, we're going to stomp you. Yeah. I think I think no matter what, Ant Man and Wasp is going to stomp them anyway. Apparently, one of the producers for the Purge is Michael Bay. That doesn't surprise me. There's a lot of <laughs> and stuff in that. Um, I don't like the the general concept of the Purge. I think that they had a cool concept, a cool idea, and they just turned it into a uh, a creep feature where it's always a creepy character trying to get at people who are less creepy. I I've seen like two of the Purge movies. And I kind of like them, um, but but I don't know. I think it's it's getting overdone. I've seen enough of them. I mean, I just think that it's like all crime is legal, sure, but it's not everybody would just commit murder. I mean, there'd be all kinds of theft. There'd be all kinds of um, drug use. There'd be all kinds of you know white collar crimes and everything happening on that day. You know? Yeah. And I just think they could have covered a lot more of that in that universe, you know? I don't know. The Purge White Collar does not sound as as exciting, in my opinion. I'm not saying exciting. I'm just saying within that universe, there's a lot more happening that could be interesting. Like, oh man, can you imagine like a heist movie in the Purge universe? It'd It'd be pretty awesome. Like somebody is like, Got locked down for the this, purge, and it's all. Gonna, I'm going to rob this bank, and then like 90 people try to kill them. Right. <laughs> you don't need the cops coming after us. That's the thing. It's like I can get away scot free. I can post this on my Facebook. I can live tweet it. But when you start doing that, everybody, <laughs> every single person who's out for blood out there knows where you are, knows what you're going to be doing. And it's like, okay, look for the little smart cars driving down the alleyway. <laughs> and let's get them. And you get this thing where it's like, is it worth me walking away with three hundred million dollars if ninety percent of my crew gets killed in the process? You know? Yeah. That, I think that that'd be, be a really. I think that'd be a really cool movie. <laughs> but you got to get away from you know these creepy murder uh, uh, population control. You know, attack the poor people thing. You just got to get away from that. Or at least use it as like, a, I'm poor, but hey, why don't I wa- rob this bank? Right. I get away scot-free on it. All crime is legal, including murder. You know? Okay. So, following week of movies. We've got uh, Hotel Transylvation, Transylvania 3. Transylvation? Transylvation that a, That's not 3. a word. Hotel Transmission 3. Yes. And, uh, yeah, my kids love the first two of those. I think they're pretty good. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, this one's I don't on, know like, a boat? Good. Yeah, it's, it's, they, they go on a vacation from their vacation spot. Because, essentially, the hotel is a vacation destination. Mm-hmm. And they decide to go on a big family vacation to a monster cruise ship, which, you know, it's a cruise ship that's a monster also, I think. Okay. But anyway, um, and so they're, they're going on a cruise, which I don't understand how they're going to do the fun in the sun thing. But anyway, um, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a lot of the same. Yeah, but are you going to actually take your kids to see it? 
I actually might. I might actually dish out some money and go like on the weekend or something, or during the week, seeing how I'm on summer break. Um, and we might actually see like an early movie, and you know, I just plan to spend you know forty bucks to get us all in. Yeah. And then uh, skyscraper looks like The Rock doing Die Hard, maybe. Yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, Die Hard. I don't know. Mashes up with. I don't know. It's because because the whole thing is that like he's a security consultant, right? Mm-hmm. But he's also a former vet that has taken an injury. He's literally lost a leg. Yeah. And so I don't. It's it's got the rock in it. So it's it's a rock movie. So yep. no matter what, you know the action is going to be at a certain level. But the the storyline and everything just seems like a little meh. But I bet you it'll make a lot of money. It's a rock movie. Yeah. Um, and in limited release, uh, a documentary on Whitney Houston comes out titled Whitney. And I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really care about that at all. Okay. Yeah. I was, was, I was gonna skip over it, and, but you put it on there. I was like, okay, I'll let you mention it if you want to mention it. And uh, I just and then you're I like, don't, I don't really care. I don't understand why you make a biopic or a documentary about a musician who had a rough time. But honestly, like her career, while it was you know big and flashy, it didn't last really that long. I mean, she had so much trouble, and I guess that makes for entertainment. But same thing for uh, uh, Winehouse, Amy Winehouse. Uh-huh. I just don't understand all of it. You know, it's just a flash in the pan. It'd be like all of a sudden, if Bieber died, oh, let's do a Bieber movie or a Bieber documentary. Hmm. And it's just cashing in on misfortune. And I don't know. I disagree with that as a concept, or at least real misfortune. You know, I'll see The Rock get tortured time and time again because, you know, he gets paid to do that. All right. We are about 55 minutes in, so let's let's move on to the meat of things that we always do here, The what we're watching. Yeah. Uh, you want to start with some TV? Sure. Let's We've both been watching some cooking shows. Yes. Uh, I have been watching the, the great British baking show. So I don't, Which, I don't really know the format of this show. What it is is that you get a bunch of British people together, and they show up in this tent, and they, it's it's in three parts, where they uh, where they cook something within a theme, and they cook something without knowing how to cook it. Like they're just giving a recipe with bare things. It'd be like, um, do this skill. It'll just say the skill. It doesn't say how to do it, but just do this skill, and then bake. And they don't tell you the time or the temperature or anything. Okay. And then they have to do a thing called a showstopper, which is like this big thing, and they get to prepare for it and everything. And it's interesting because in every other show, you would be supplied with things. But because this is Britain, these people are bringing things from their own garden. They're building their own, like, display cases <laughs> and everything for this. And it's... Like the there might be a prize, but it's never actually said other than the fact that they're a winner. Like it doesn't say there's a cash prize, or you know you don't get like an upgraded kitchen or your own store or anything. 
It just seems to be like, oh, I'm the title. I, I get the title of the best baker in Britain for this year. Okay. Uh, but it is good. It is entertaining. It's also educational in the sense that you can learn how to do a lot of baking. Okay, that's good. And you watch something very educational cooking wise too, right? <laughs> I watch Cooking on High, which um, isn't as educational as I'd want it to be. Like, yeah. Um, and I think I think there are laws about that that keep it from being educational. You know how like. Um, like, uh, I watched some, uh, Bill Nye Saves the World at one point, and he's all like, so this is, um, some chemical or something, he's like, which you make by combining this chemical and this chemical, and, and I'd show you that, oh, it was, it was about, like, uh, the, the distillery process or something like that, and he's like, and I can't exactly, I can't legally show you how to distill alcohol, but here's us separating alcohol from uh, from water or something like that, like yeah, from from a beer. Um, and uh, so like I think there are laws about marijuana that make cooking on high um less informative than it could be. Yeah, like, I want to see them like you know making the the cannabis oil or but I guess. Like, I don't know, you, you're the one that lives where the dispensaries are and stuff, so, like, can you walk into a dispensary and be like, I'm doing a little cooking, let me get some of this cannabis oil? I think so, and they, a lot of them will have edibles and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, I, I bet you you can go into a place and they probably have oil and um, shredded and all this kinds of stuff. Yeah, so, like, the, the one episode I watched, the first episode, like, somebody made, like, a... Um, a grilled cheese with egg sandwich, um, and all the butter on it was cannabis butter. Mm -hmm. And then, um, the, uh, like somebody else made, um, what was it? It was a fish cake, a uh, cod cake, um, and used like cannabis oil in that. And, okay. <laughs> and the... The uh, the judges were all like, were 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 very silly. Uh, this one guy's all like, well, it was pretty good. He's like, but I was high before we started, so I don't know how much of an effect it had. And, okay. And the other guy was just goofy, and then he's all like, he's like, I ate fish. I've never eaten fish before. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the whole reason why I haven't watched it is that I was worried that it was going to be like. Too much pot humor. Yeah. Less cooking show. Yeah, I I, I want to watch another episode or two before I determine that it is too much pot humor. Yeah. But but it is a little on the. It's not it's not really pot humory as much as like. I don't know. They're stoned, so they think it's funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what pot humor is. Okay. Um. Let's see here. I've also been, I watched uh, an episode of Round Planet. Okay, uh, it, and that's a documentary, right? It's it, it's a funny documentary. Like it's it's got like the the same sort of like as like as like Blue Sea or whatever. Like you know the the BBC's like documentary whatever. It's got the same sort of like animals in the wild and 
it's like we're 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 watching a bear. It's all like, and and then it's like, um, I don't know. The 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 narrator says funny things, is what okay. it is. Like they, they they put like a really interesting narrative. Like this right here is a bear. His name is Joey. Joey's about to go and rob some bees. Yeah, something like that. Like, and then it's all like, and somebody's supposed to get me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. And okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. What is it on? It's on uh, Netflix. Oh, okay. So yeah, is it something that I can watch with the kids? Um, uh, I don't know. Like, is there? You, you is, probably want to screen an episode and then decide that yourself. Okay. Is, is there is there a lot of animal nudity? Uh, there there is some bear mating in the first episode. Like, are they are they naked while they're mating though? Um, no. There's no like shaved bears. That'd be shaved are bears are creepy ass things. They are. They actually <laughs> are. They look like a completely different creature. <laughs> they don't have any hair on them. Like like some sort of like scary dog. I guess actually that's kind of what they are. They're a dog scary that's dogs. just gonna flat out eat you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've watched a couple anime series, or at least I tried to watch a couple of them. I ended up watching more of it. I watched High School DxD, which I thought was something else, and it's just one of those typical kind of pervy, a lot of bouncy boobs and kind of nudity, harem-style animes. Okay. I watched the first episode of it, and then I was like, oh, okay, this wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, But I also have, we've received a lot of recommendations of My Hero Academia. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. And I, it's it's okay. It's a fine series, but I was expecting it to be more. Uh, the general concept is, is that uh, in the world, let's say 80% of the population is born with what they call a quirk. Or, or, I'm sorry, quirk, which means they have some sort of a superpower. Like you're able to ignite the air in front of you. You're able to control water. You're able to levitate something. You're able to punch really hard. You know, or freeze water or something along those lines. And there's this kid, and he wants to be a superhero so bad, and he studies the superheroes, and he discovers that he doesn't have a quirk. Okay. He is without super abilities. Like, he wants to be a superhero in a world where it is 80% likely that he can become some sort of a superhero. Yeah. And he does not have an ability. And so he's studied superheroes so much. And what I thought they were going to do, and this is going to be a little spoiler, but it's within the first two episodes, so I don't think it's too big of a spoiler. Um, but what I thought they were going to do is that he knows superheroes so well that he's going to be a tactician, and he's going to tell them how to optimize like using teams. Like, yes, each one of you individually cannot defeat this problem, but if all of you work together and you do this thing at this exact time, it's going to be work out. He's going to be like a tactician or something, you yeah. know? And so he was going to get into this superhero school where he was going to be able to participate, but he was going to have to do all this stuff without having superpowers. But he was still going to be considered a superhero because this is his way. He's able to be smart enough. He's able to outthink it. He's able to look for a weakness. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, What ends up working out to being is just a superhero gives him a superpower. What? And it's kind of along the ways of what I just described in the sense that the superpower, because he's not born with it, 
his body's not ready for it. So every time he uses it, he like breaks his arms, breaks his like if he jumps too high, he'll break his legs. If he punches, it's going to break his arm. So he's trying to figure out it's like I'm going to do little things and just use the littlest amount of energy and he still breaks something. So he has to get by as much as he can without using his superpower. Okay. But the fact that he's just given a superpower just kind of defeats the whole point of it. I thought that, you know, it's like, oh, he is special. He's special in his way. But what it turns out to be is, no, no, no. He's special because he's a fanboy, and he was in the right place at the right time. And the general idea is that he's a true hero in his heart, and so let's make his body like a hero so that he can be a true hero. And it just it's just frustrating, but it's still good. I'm still watching it. So it's not okay. to the point where it ruined it for me, uh, but it, it became more of a standard anime at that point. Okay. Um, let's see here. You're also watching another animated series still. Yeah, I'm still watching Star. We kind of talked about that a little earlier. Uh, yes, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, it got kind of dark, and then it 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 ended it much faster than I thought it was going to, and now it's back to being kind of light. So, um, I don't know. Do you think it's a thing where it got too dark and there were complaints and so they changed it? Uh, or do you no. think that's it's within a like an actual arc where it makes sense? Uh, it still makes sense. Okay. Um, I also watched uh, the Netflix show Atypical. Okay, yeah. Uh, what is that about? It is about an autistic kid um, trying to date. And is it a television series or is it a documentary? It is or? a series. So it's, is it fiction or nonfiction? It is fiction. Okay. Well, that's cool. It is, it is kind of, yeah. Um, I don't know. By watching it, does it make you feel as though you're on the spectrum? Because when I watch things like that, it's like... I think I'm a little. I don't think I'm on the spectrum. I think I'm a little. Yeah, it does. Do things or yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it does. I'm all like. Sometimes I don't like being touched. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've I've been also watching uh, last week tonight. I'm just catching. I, we were so far behind after we moved out here to Colorado. Mm-hmm. That uh, we've just been playing catch up, and we're like a week or two behind still. Is that something that I don't know? Do you feel like you're getting something out of catching up, or uh, yeah, because you get like insider information. Like they'll mention things, like they're mentioning the um, the possible summit with North Korea, and it's like, oh, that happened, and the world didn't end. So you know, that's good. <laughs> um, and able, we're able to like look up the results of elections when they talk about them, like elections in other countries and okay. things like those. And it kind of changes the feel of what they're talking about because you kind of know the results. Yeah. But that's... Uh, I don't know. To me, it's kind of like, I don't know, like DVR in a sports event. Like, you can easily figure out what happened without having to... Well, the thing is, though, Last Week Tonight also has a lot of their, their pieces. Like, their their main stories are sometimes about problems in the country, which you might not be completely aware right. of. Like, you yeah. know, like, like elder care and, you know, like ways that the, uh, the infrastructure in the United States is or yeah. something along those lines. And that's kind of the main reason why I watch it. Okay. 
And you don't you don't get that from the zeitgeist. I guess that's true. Um, and last but not least, I'm also I watched the first episode of Luke Cage season two. And it's all right. It's um, it's like establishing. It's like trying to make you remember all the characters from the first season because it has been a couple years, I think, since the first season. Yeah. Because they did the whole Defenders season, mm-hmm. which we won't talk about anymore. Okay. <laughs> um, but I like the first season of it so much that I'm willing to give it a few more episodes, kind of see how things are going. I like Luke Cage. I like the concept of it. Um, I think the characters are really fun. Um. But it's one of those things where it can quickly and easily become like a superhero or a Superman thing, where it's like, oh, he's so powerful that he can't be hurt. Let's find a new way to hurt him. Oh, we've hurt him this way, and now we can't hurt him this way, kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. And so that becomes uh, a bit of a trope you have to figure out a way around, because you can't. You can do a movie with that. You can do two, three movies with that, but you can't do a television series with that. Okay. So I'm kind of worried about that. But then again, I'm only in the first episode, and I'm going to give it at least a few more before I truly make up my mind on this. Okay. Uh, what about some movies? What? what, what? Um, I watched uh, the Netflix. We were talking about stand-up earlier. I, draw, I watched uh, Netflix, John Mulaney, uh, Radio City, which is his newest stand-up special. And it's good. I really like him. He's got a very fun sense of humor, and um, I, I, I'm always thoroughly entertained by him. I like his older stuff. This this was probably the least my least favorite of all of his things. Okay. Uh, it's not. There's one where it's like him and another guy dressed as old people. It's not that, no, is uh, it? No, this is just a stand-up special. Okay. Um. Yeah, I may have to check that out. I do like John Mulaney. Yeah, it's good. It's it, it was good. It was good. Like I said, it's my least favorite, but still, like there was quite a few still laugh out loud funny moments. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I really like his sense of humor. He has a good sense of timing, and he can tell a pretty good story. So I think that he's a really good stand up comedian. All right, uh, I watched a couple Netflix things myself. I watched uh, Set It Up, which is the one we talked about before with. Uh, um, what's your face? Um, uh, Asian actress. Lucy Liu? Yes, Lucy Liu. I could yeah. not think of her first name for anything. Does that make me racist? No. Yes, maybe. That makes right. you That's... very unaware of any other <laughs> Asian yeah. actress. That's true. But I suppose she's probably the biggest one. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. She's at least the the current biggest Asian actress. Uh, and uh, Tay Diggs. Okay. Um, and uh, it's it's an okay movie. Like it's a Netflix movie, so I, I wasn't going in thinking it was going to be that big, but it, it was pretty good. Like on a scale of one to ten, I'd give it like a six and a half. Is it like a is it like a standard like rom com? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think a lot with like rom coms and everything. If you go in knowing that it's just a standard rom com, you'll enjoy it a lot more. Because um, like I don't know, there's been like a few times where the the setup isn't quite that. It's like oh, this is a rom com, and you go in expecting like a standard movie or an action movie or a comedy movie or something, and it's like oh, that was kind of poor. It was just bad. 
but like I don't know, like the proposal with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. Uh huh. Um, I I think that that was a really funny movie. I thought I was thoroughly entertained. But the thing is, if I put it on a scale of like any other Sandra Bullock movie or any other Ryan Reynolds movie, it's right. like that is really bad. I can't believe they both did that. But when you're just thinking of like rom coms, it's you know they're all about the same. They're at the same level. They're all like sixes, maybe a seven. And you, as soon as you get like a few laughs out of it, and it ends like happily. Mm-hmm. It's all good. So I also watched uh, Alex Strangelove. Yeah, I don't know that. Uh, we talked about this one as well. Uh, it's it's uh, about a high school kid um, trying to figure out if he's uh, his sexuality, if he's straight or gay or bi or whatever. Okay, yeah. And um, isn't it? Do what? It's like a comedy, right? Yes. And um it's it's okay. Like uh it's like it came out at the same time as Love Simon and wants to be like Love Simon, but Love Simon's a better movie. Yeah, I yeah, I get that. I mean, it is a Netflix movie, isn't it? Yep. So yeah. I feel like Netflix is coming out with movies that are very similar to other movies in the theater at the time. Yeah, I think so. It's it's for it's for the the people. It's like, oh, this is that. Mo-. It's when you used to go to the the video store, and it's like, oh, Transmorphers, the Transmorphers yes. movie. I thought it was still in the theater. <laughs> and then you get it home, and it's like, oh, this is bad. Oh, the Transmorphers movies are awful, <laughs> and you don't know the real awful. Yes. But uh, yeah, so that's the the Netflix movies I've been watching. Uh, Let's see here. I watched um, Isle of Dogs, I saw. Did you get a chance to watch that? I did not, no. I've not gotten a chance to see it. Uh, I was planning on doing it last night, and instead other things came up. So I'm planning on seeing it sometime probably tonight. Okay. I guess we'll talk about that in two weeks. But yeah, it's uh, it's a Wes Anderson movie. Do you like the other Wes Anderson movies? They're okay. Because I don't like the other Wes Anderson movies. Like, they make me feel a little weird, but I don't mind them. I think they're pretentious. Okay. And, I can see that. And I just, it, it just comes off as being like, just a lot of pretentious white people and their white people problems. And let's make a movie around that. Yeah, this, is, this is pretentious dogs and their dog people problems. Okay. I mean, it's got a huge cast. It does. I mean, after seeing the trailer and then finding out that it was a Wes Anderson movie, I was still interested in seeing it. I'm frustrated I never got to see it in theater. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, And I think both of us saw uh, that that new German movie that came out. Tog. Film uh, about a day in the life of five friends. Five friends who play child game. Yeah. Uh, a Kinderspiel. A Kinderspiel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yavol. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, we both saw Tag. I saw that, like, right before we started recording here. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of it? I liked it. Um, I thought it was a decent movie. Yeah. I feel as though there's going to be a lot of, like, you're going to see a lot of, like, 30-somethings running around playing Tag now. Yeah, that's probably true. 
Um, but I, I really just I, I like to watch like when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, so that's what Hawkeye did. Yes. Instead of being in the Infinite War, he was playing tag with his friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. He was he was still kind of badass in that. Oh yeah, he totally was. It, it was to the point where it took it to unbelievable levels. Yeah. Like if they actually would just scale down his character just a little bit, it'd be more of like a realistic movie. And I also wasn't expecting it to be as uh, R-rated as what it was. For some reason, I went in thinking it was PG-13. Okay. And I was, like, really surprised, and so I had to keep covering my daughter's gears the entire time. What? <laughs> teasing. I didn't take my daughter. I was like, you took your daughter? No, no, no. It's like, oh, it's a game about tag. It's a movie about tag. Oh, okay. I can take ZZ, my six-year-old, to see it. All right. Um... But that's that's pretty much all I've seen. Uh, looks like you saw Incredibles too. I did. It is good. It is good. But I have to say, put a disclaimer: do not watch the two movies back to back. Okay. Uh, because all of the voice actors are either uh, older or dead. Okay. And so they don't sound the same as what they did in the first one, and the events take place literally right after the events of the first one. And the only actors that sounded the same were Edna Mole, or Edna Mode. I think her name might be Edna Mode. Um, Jack Jack, Dak, uh, Dash, which they actually recast him because the voice actor was too old to play him again. And that's it. Those are the three actors that sound correct. Okay. Like Craig Nelson, um, Holly Hunter, um, Sarah Vowell. All of them have aged, you know, 14 years. I guess Samuel Jackson. He sounds the same. <laughs> yes, he always sounds the same. He he's always sounds the same. Um, but they all sound different. And so I think if you watch them back to back, you will notice that. And it'll seem off. But um, but it's it's interesting because I don't necessarily understand why they did this movie and why they didn't just jump ahead 14 years. Yeah. Because... Um, um. What I really thought was going to end up happening was that uh, they were going to jump ahead 14 years, and Jack Jack was going to they've they've legalized all superheroes back again so they can be supers again, and Jack Jack was going to be the most powerful superhero where basically he's putting all the other superheroes out of business, and Dash was going to be the villain, and it was going to be about like a family with like a black sheep kind of a story. Because Dash is not only suffering from the fact that he can't be a superhero because his brother can do it better, but also he's the middle child and constantly gets ignored and overlooked and everything to the point where he becomes a villain. Huh. And his family okay. have to, you know, like, deal with all those kinds of issues because they still want to be family, but they can't deal with him being on the wrong side of it. Yeah, and I guess they can still do that. I think that's actually what they're probably going to do with the third one. Because they'll probably have to recast everybody if they wait another ten years, because everybody will die. Right. <laughs> All right. But it's it's a good movie. It's worth watching if you're a fan of the first one. I think you'll be a fan of the second one. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to see it. I just don't want to go in there, kids. 
and I, was, I don't I want was, to go too late, so I, that hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah, I went, I went really late to ensure the fact that I didn't have a theater full of kids, and there wasn't a single kid there. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else to mention? No, I think that covers it. All right, then I guess we'll wrap this up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns, uh, give us an email at uh, mediamondayshow at gmail.com. Yeah. Or uh, uh, hit us up on Facebook. Facebook. Media Monday Show on there. Um, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, give us a five star review on uh, on iTunes, and we'll we will uh, we'll we'll give you a shout out about it. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what: if you give us a five star review, you can pick a movie, we'll watch it, and we'll review it together. Fair enough. Yeah. And all right. You, know, you don't have to pull any punches. It can be awful things, except for the room. We're not going to do the room. No, I've seen the room. No, I'm not going to see the room. You've never seen the room? No, I'm going to pass on that. I saw I, the room no. at a uh, um, um, a director Q and A. So not only have I seen the room, I've met Tommy. You met Tommy That's funny. I don't. Uh, I don't necessarily. I I don't mind a movie if it's made to be bad. But I don't like a movie that thinks that it's better than what it is and doesn't understand why it's bad. Okay. Because it just becomes sad after a certain point. Like, um, and that was that was the first time I saw the movie. Was at this. Like I had friends that were like obsessed with this movie, and they're like, "We're gonna go and we're gonna see the with the director Q and A." And I was like, "Oh, I guess I could go to that." Yeah, way to dive in head first on that. Because it's toted as being like the worst movie in the history of of like yep. cinema, and there there are people doing like callbacks, and I'm all like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I even know like parts of it. You know, it's like you're tearing me apart, right? You know, I know things. I'm aware of things. I've never seen the movie because I don't think I can get that time back. So you're not gonna watch? You could watch. Um, you're not gonna disaster watch disaster artist. artist? I don't really like James Franco. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I actually I appreciate and I respect him as a creator, but I do not like him. Like I don't usually like his movies. I'm glad that he does them, but yeah, I don't I don't oh. like them. Oh, one more thing. Uh, did you see the trailer for the series coming to Netflix, uh, Disenchanted? No, I've not seen that. Uh, you know what it is. Mm-mm. It's a animated show from Matt Groening. Really? Yeah. And like the trailer's all like, you saw the future with Futurama. You saw the present with the Simpsons. The only place to go is the past. And it's like it's, a fantasy series. Okay. Yeah. What's that? Comes out in August. It's like the animated version of Harmon Quest. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, it comes yeah. out like August seventeenth, I think. Yeah, I I definitely will check that out. I really love Futurama, and I mean, who hasn't watched like you know years worth of The Simpsons? Right. So, yeah. All right, well, let's wrap things up then. 
right. we tried that already. Um, All right, thank uh, you. Join and... us uh, in our uh, Fantasy Movie League uh, Media Monday Show League with the password of Gino. G-E-N-O. Just Gino, not John. Right. We're exclude John from this because Gino is a bastard. It, uh, it makes me feel better when I lose. Yeah, which you are. I am. Not this I'm currently week. on top. I'm currently on top. This week I won. No, no, no. I'm winning every week until I'm not. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, catch us in two weeks. All right, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, have a good 4th of July, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>